You have proved that you fight well. Now you can join us. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I'm your host, Gio. Today we're going to run down UFC 275. This card absolutely delivered from head to toe, I would even say. The main card itself was just an absolute show. I mean, literally every fight on the main card delivered and it was just up and down the whole. I literally at the end of the, the night, I lost my voice. Like I'm, the way I'm stumbling around, I was a little bit intoxicated. I will say that I was a little bit intoxicated, but regardless, dude, my voice was gone. Just shot from screaming the whole time. So excited about every single fight. And I had a lot of money into this fight card just in general. I definitely lost a lot of money, but that's because I was rooting with a lot of the underdogs. But let's kick it off. Let's go into Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prohaska. I have to say, this is without a doubt the best light heavyweight fight that I've seen in the UFC ever. At least in the time that I've been watching the UFC, I will say that for sure. I don't know about ever, ever. I, maybe I haven't seen enough fights. Maybe I just haven't done my research enough, you know? Or maybe nothing's ringing off the top of my bell. And maybe I have that recency bias. But Glover Teixeira and Yuri Prohaska put on an absolute show out there. Let's start off with the champ now, Yuri Prohaska. Yuri did such an amazing job of not being complacent in the positions that were killing him on the ground essentially like you don't want to be in glover's mount you don't want to be in his half guard like anything like he is so good at getting that ground and pound and making people shell up even turn a turtle and then getting that rear naked choke finish but yuri escaped from all those moments exactly when he needed to got back up to his feet and every single time that he was on his feet he was giving it to glover he was giving him hell making sure that if he was going to come in he was going to go through it and he'd have to work really really hard and in the end i think that's what got glover i think glover got tired glover was starting to wear down just being gassed from shooting over and over and over and at that point this guy's 41 years old going on 42 years old and he's facing a 26 year old guy that's coming up that's really good right now and glover still i mean man mad, mad credit to glover but back to yuri yuri is just He's at the top of his game right now. He did show some holes in his game, of course, but even then, I think those holes can be fixed with the right training and the right time. He's only 26 years old. He has so much time to go. If he goes as long as Glover, he has like 14 years to go. So that's quite some time, dude. But Yuri, the striking, just the unique style, the samurai presence that he carries himself with, the clothes he wears, his crazy hair. He's going to be one of the most interesting champions to watch. I'm definitely interested to see what they do next. If they're going to give him Jan Blachowicz or if, say, they're going to do the rematch. I wouldn't be mad if they did a rematch of this. On the judges' scorecards, Glover was actually winning going into the fifth round. It was 3-1 on two judges' scorecards, and one of them was 2-2. So imagine, if he would have survived for 30 more seconds, he would have been able to get that win and make, he was winning that fifth round, I thought. Honestly, he was winning that fifth round. He made a really crucial mistake in the fifth round where he rocked Yuri, had him hurt. But instead of trying to just keep laying it on him, maybe even go for the takedown then, he pulled guillotine. So then Yuri ended up on top. And even then, just it, it expends a lot of energy in him. And so I think when the tap came around, Glover just was too tired to even want to fight, you know, and he's really good with jujitsu. He could have fought out of it, but when you're out of breath, you're, you're 
losing your air already you can't breathe and then someone comes and slaps a choke on you and they're putting all their weight down on you it's tough it's tough but who would it honestly who would have expected yuri to win by submission right if anybody would have thought it's like all right yeah glover if he wins submission if yuri wins it's gonna be a tko easy and nobody expected this to go the distance because just the way these two guys fight Glover is like essentially an old Charles Oliveira to me. Just same kind of style, get in your face, real willing to risk it all. But man, Glover, for being such an old man, dude, I, I want to see him back in the ring at some point. If they don't give him the media rematch, that would suck. I would think that maybe even after that media rematch, he might even want to retire if he doesn't get the win. Just cause, you know, but maybe he's one of those guys that just loves the game that much, loves the sport so much that he just wants to be around fighting for as long as he can and until that fire goes away in him. But even then, it's just, we don't know what we're going to see then. But man, that was an absolute hell of a main event. We'll go on to the co-main event, Tyler Santos versus Valentina Shevchenko. This was insane. A split decision win for Valentina Shevchenko, but it wasn't. I mean, it's a split decision, right? So one of the judges thought that Tyler Santos actually won this fight. I was a little bit puzzled by the scorecard. So two judges were 48-47 each way. So one was for Valentina, 48-47. One for Tyler, 48-47. And the other one was 49-46. Whatever the fucking math is, right? But she pretty much won four rounds and Tyler only won one. And that did have me a little bit puzzled because I thought for sure Tyler won two rounds where she took her down, had her back exposed. Definitely that first round, I thought, and then maybe like second or third is like very up in the air. What got Tyler Santos, I think in the end of the day, it would have been a lot more interesting match going into that fourth and fifth round. Maybe she was tired. Maybe she was worn down. But the clash of heads that led to her breaking her orbital and being she said she was seeing double and she couldn't really see too well and i mean if you look through she literally looked like she can only squint through and her, i did see her blink her eye you know and kind of like was able to like respond to the commission but regardless tyler santos put it on valentina and made sure that this isn't going to be an easy fight for you this is not going to be an easy fight and even on paper tyler santos is the toughest fight in that division i think right now for valentina shevchenko she's good with her muay thai good with her jujitsu and she showed it she was able to out scramble valentina in some of those positions and get that top position she did look bigger than valentina in there but regardless i thought she held her own and showed that she has the skill and the technique to be a champion someday maybe even just be the top and maybe this is like the new breed of 125ers it's just going to be absolute killers anywhere you go and they're not specialists they're good wherever wherever the fight can go to you know if you are better than them with your hands maybe they'll go to the takedowns or however it may be but i don't know what's next for valentina after this i don't know if they i mean i wouldn't be mad if i saw another rematch even for this fight right because when have we seen someone challenge Valentina like this the whole way through five rounds? We haven't. We've seen her dominate people, go to decision, but still being four rounds up and however it may be. And I guess if you look at this fight a different way, you could see that Valentina dominated the whole fight, right? But to me, I think that Tyla is probably the best girl that she could fight right now in this division. So I would not be mad at that unless if she goes up to 135 and tries to challenge juliana and amanda nunez depending on the winner of that fight because if amanda wins i feel like they'll give juliana another rematch it would only kind of make sense right now because she upset her but especially well it depends on how the fight goes right if 
Juliana wins, that's done. Juliana versus Shimshenko would be an amazing fight. They fought before. Juliana was actually getting her down a lot, but she got caught in an armbar and got too overzealous, I believe. So she could give her a tough time, honestly. There's girls out there that will show you your holes. And I even think for like, we had Amanda Nunes, and then we have Shevchenko, who just looked so dominant in these past couple of years that you think, who's gonna challenge them? You know, they're, they're untouchable. But then you see these girls come close and makes you wonder is like okay is it the age that's getting to them or is it just the talent that's coming up that's starting to challenge them? i mean these guys are championship level in the ufc which only makes sense right they're all they're competing at a high level so i'm definitely excited to see what this division has for valentina and what it has for tyler Santos in the future i definitely think she's going to come back to get another title shot at some point and she's going to be a force to reckon with for anybody else in the division moving on Li zhang versus joanna young jacek two so this is the rematch right first one split decision i believe was a little bit controversial not controversial but to me it was a little controversial i thought you wanted to win that fight but regardless Li zhang comes out this first round gets the takedown immediately and she doesn't get the takedown and just holds her down she starts landing ground and pound trying to throw everything she can the kitchen sink at joanna landing over over and over and she dominates the first round completely i thought she took that one out the bag like that second round we come back Joanna's still landing good strikes she was able to get up that first round right get up the second round defending some good stuff landing good strikes and then out of nowhere not yes yes out of nowhere i didn't expect that shit at all whaley zang throws something over commits Joanna sees she turns her back tries to jump get a little bit too eager boom whaley plans it out perfectly spinning back fist back elbow you know hits her with like her forearm but just cracks Joanna perfectly and Joanna falls to the ground folds folds i've never seen Joanna go out like that and even at some point i was like did she just go out like that or was this or what just happened here so yeah i've never seen Joanna get laid out like that and be in that position she oh my god dude what can i say like she was literally folded over and it's sad to see right because joanna doesn't really fight often the last time she fought was two years ago before that that first way Zing fight too she had quite some time off as well but Li Zhang, man she just that was perfect that was a perfect cap on a rematch that you need right you need to show them that yeah i'm the more dominant one like i'm the one that should be getting this title shot this is the number one contenders fight which made sense right because carla had lost to yoana in the past it was a very close fight and then Li zhang has such good potential to go in the future I, she's she could be a champ again this division is so interesting right now oh, excuse me because of the mix of the fighters right there's Li zhang that everybody can beat anybody at any point i think and that's what's going to make it so interesting is that it's not going to be a long holding title champion or, or you know like not a long reign so it should be really cool and very interesting to see in the future but man sad to see you want to have to retire or at least want to retire you know i hope she's around in the game a lot more i know a lot of people don't like her because she is a little bit cringy you know with the boogeyman stuff but regardless Joanna is she's a show she brings the whole show you know she brings the trash talk but it's not too bad most of the time you know she's actually pretty she's pretty respectful and always after the fight she's a martial artist and she shows that 
it's always respect that no matter what and, and she even she's crying on in her interview post-fight interview crying at the media interview as well afterwards and you could tell it was really emotional for her she's been in the game a really long time she's one of the pioneers in the ufc for women's mma like she she brought the big names the big eyes to the sport and brought some of the best fights in the ufc to us literally she's delivered every single time that she comes out and i think joanna is going to have a legendary career i think she's going to be one of those girls that gets put into the hall of fame for the ufc and for Li zhang the title shot is just around the corner she has carla esparza to face in front of her if she keeps going to fight ready with henry cejudo and getting that wrestling done and being able to defend not get put on that bottom position and being able to sweep or just have carla fight on her feet She's going to be in trouble. I think that Whaley Zing is going to be a problem, dude. She's getting better and better still. Even though she lost a couple times to Rose, like no matter what, I think that fight can definitely happen again sometime in the future. Especially if Whaley becomes a champ. You never know. And then maybe Rose gets some, impress some impressive wins under her belt. But with that, man, that was an amazing fight. Hope Joanna has a great retirement. I know she got a lot going on with the modeling, the businesses, and everything like that. But Whaley Zing is going to be in problem i'm telling you problem another problem jake matthews dude jake matthews put it on andre fialo man that this guy jake matthews is he's been in the ufc for a long time he was pretty young i think he was like 19 when he got into the ultimate fighter he had some injuries that was delaying him and so that's why he hasn't really been around a lot his record's really good though this guy is really skilled and polished and i wish i would have had a little bit more faith in him because look i'll be honest i bet on andre fialo and you want, want me to tell you why I bet on Andre Fialo? So Andre Fialo has fought. This is his third time in three months. The first two fights, I was like rooting for the other guy, essentially. Both times, I was like, nah, I think the other guy can win. I had money on the other guy. And I, he proved me wrong two times. So this time around, I was like, nah, I'm not going to doubt this guy. I'm going to put a little bit of money on him and I'll have some faith in my boy. But I should have done better. I should have done better, honestly. Jake Matthews is so well-rounded and so skilled that I mean I will say I didn't predict the finish like this so it's such a devastating knockout and for him to have the patience to come in and come out you know and make sure he doesn't get in too big danger because Fialo throws bombs he's well known for throwing big shots getting knockouts too he's coming off two in a row so coming into this one I'm sure that's what he wanted to do and Jake was just too smart he was just landing nice shots mixing it up making sure he did mix those power shots in but Andre was just searching to throw his head off you know and like just knock his head off and I think that's what bit him in the ass right there just too energy expending and when he got clipped he was seeing double and was just still trying to like knock his head off rather than try to recover rest you know and that's to credit to jake matthews this guy's getting smarter and smarter the more he gets developed in his game he's just gonna get even better let's see what team what do you move up to now so right now he climbed to 18 and 5 that's a solid record right there at 170 he's he, he has some time dude what let's see how old he is as well just to make sure too so jake matthews right now he's 27 years old dude born in 1994 still very young still has a lot of time at least five six years in the ufc without a doubt right depending on how his results go in the fights that is to be determined but regardless he's gonna be a problem and he, like i say everybody's a problem the guys that i'm saying is a problem they're gonna be a problem bro they're gonna be a problem all right that's all i'm saying another guy that's coming up a very good dude this guy had me a little nervous i will say that i was a little bit nervous jack della madalena 
he went out there and got that KO victory against Hamazan Amiv with that KO by a body shot, bro. He hit him with that liver punch. That's how he got him. After getting taken down and being put in a really tricky position, I thought that he had that arm triangle on him. And, or it was either an arm triangle or an anaconda. I forget which one it was, but it was insane, dude. I honestly thought he was done. I was a man. This guy's going to tap out. Walking around doing circles like, no, it's done. It's done. It's done. And then he gets out of it, gets back on his feet. Sorry, I smacked the shit. But gets back on his feet and knocks Hamazan Amiv out. But... Like, like I said, this guy is skilled. He's coming up. This is his second fight in the UFC. First one was on the Contender Series, right? He got that win. Came into the UFC against... Well, the, the Contender Series don't count, right? But the UFC one. So, he came in against... Uh, I think it was like something Peters. Peter something. But this guy was like a last-minute notice, dude. Hamzan Amiv is a more experienced guy. He's that wrestling, Russian wrestling style. Really good with the grappling. And, I mean, he showed it, right? He has... Wins over some cool names in the UFC, nothing too crazy, but he also has some losses in the UFC, right? But the, he came out there with the right game plan. Take Jack down and put your threat on him, you know, like let him know that he's going to have a problem for the rest of the fight. And for Jack to get back up to his feet and not to just like search his, like the other guy, right? Not like Fialo, to just try to knock his head off, to be smart and be like clinical with what he was doing. And man, you got to give him all the credit, dude. Jack Della Maddalena. He's, he's really good right now. I think for the 170-pound division, he's also going to be one of those guys that as his career grows, you know, he gets more experience, gets more skills added to him. He's just going to get even better and better. And I think he's a similar age to Jake Matthews. He's actually younger. He's 25 years old, born in 1996. This guy is, these guys are just getting better and better. They're just not good in one area. They, they, they know how to wrestle. They know how to do jujitsu, and they know how to strike. And that's what I what I love to see about the game developing. With sports, you always see this happen, right? So you always see the level just improving, improving, and improving. And with MMA and combat sports being more globalized, and the UFC being such a big name, and Bellator and One Championship, all the other promotions that we have, it's just gonna get even better and better. And dude, these these guys are the byproducts of this. So it's. The future is bright. The future is definitely bright. So next week, we have a main event. It's going to be a Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. This is actually going to have fans in it. So let's see. Let's go over the card. There's some really good names. We'll just name drop really quickly. So Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. That should be one hell of a main event. It's going to be Josh Emmett facing Calvin Cater after getting that very impressive win over uh, Giga Chikadze. Josh Emmett is coming off a victory as well. He has four wins in a row. Beating Michael Johnson, Mursad Bektich, Shane Burgos, and Dan Ige. Really impressive runs, honestly. He's been on a run. He just got injured recently and came back and fought Dan Ige. I mean, that was one hell of a matchup, but Josh is really smart. This is going to be one of his first five-round fight. Well, actually, no. He had a five-round fight against Shane Burgos, I believe. But, yeah. Regardless, regardless. This is going to be one hell of a fight. And they have good names, too, on the card as well. So, their co-main event is going to be Donald Cerrone versus Joe Lazan. Lozon. Joe Lozon. This fight was scheduled at some point, but I believe Donald had food poisoning or something that made him pull out last time. So they're going to make that rematch now. In front of fans, which is well-deserved, right? These guys are two vets. Tim Means fights Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland back, big mouth. But, dude, Kevin Holland always puts on a show, so you already know he's going to put one hell, out, one hell of a fight out there. And Tim Means he comes out there. He comes to bang. Joaquin Buckley against Albert Durayev. 
Don't have too much to say about that, but you know Joaquin Buckley's always going to try to knock someone out. And just He's been getting it better, actually, too, with mixing up his uh, wrestling. He's been going with that Detroit Urban Survival Training guy. That's why he's polishing up the skills, you know what I mean? Julian Marquez fights Gregory Rodriguez, Robocop. That should be a good fight, too. These guys are really skilled, and they're both coming up in the UFC right now. One fight on this card that I think is going to be a sleeper fight. Damir Isimagula versus Guram Kutadeladze. Dude, Guram is really, really good. His one fight in the UFC so far, he impressed the shit out of me. I think he beat Gamera in that one win on the UFC. But, I mean, he's, he's been out for quite some time. He had two fights that got canceled uh, four months apart from each other against the same guy. So, now he has this fight coming in against Damir. I think Guram trains with... Um, what's his name the one with the beard the one that everyone chimaev <laughs> hamza chimaev i believe he's in that same camp training at all stars and he's he's really good this is going to be an interesting card just in general with the names i've said already it's stacked so going on to some more interesting names adrian Yanez is back one guy that's coming up in the 135 division he's been getting work with people like aljamain sterling and the guys over there at sarah longo bjj but He's, got, he's a problem, dude. His boxing, if he can get that wrestling down 100% too, I think he could be almost all these other guys with the boxing. I mean, we'll see, you know? We'll see how he does with the bigger names such as like Peter Yan or anything like that. But the matchups themselves, they seem extremely interesting. And he's showing over and over again that he can get into that top rankings and just, I think he's gonna be able to keep doing what he's doing and just improve all the way there too. He's one of these guys too that I'm saying is young as well. On the come of 28 years old 15 3 and 0 that's an impressive record right there it's still very young has a lot of time to improve and get even better and just sharpen all his skills jeremiah wells fights court mcgee as well there's jasmine jazvicius couple other names like kyle dawkins roman delizia phil hawes deron win cody stamen fights eddie wineland but overall should be a very interesting night of fights dude but Thank you guys for sticking along for this. If you could, if you like the show or if you like this, just like, subscribe, leave a little comment if you like. You know what I mean? But put the bell, all that stuff, the notifications as well if you want to know when I post another podcast soon. But I'm going to be dropping some reactions for UFC 275 too, the ones that me and my friends had when we were actually watching it. So thank you guys for sticking along. I appreciate you all. Peace. We out.